And we're live. Hey. Welcome to another Monday, which means it's MCU Mondays. I'm your host, Chris. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Debbie. Debbie, how's it going? It's going good. Glad to hear that. Uh, I am. I'm just wiped out from seeing that movie. It's a weird. Have you ever felt like tired after going to a movie? I don't know why. It shouldn't make you tired, but I I was tired when I saw the literally the midnight show of Return of the King. Yeah, midnight show. I understand. I saw a movie this afternoon, and afterward, I was like, I'm exhausted. I had enough sleep last night. What's happening? And it wasn't the movie that did it. <laughs> Here's my review. Ant Man put me to sleep. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, it's MCU Mondays. So we're going to be talking about Ant Man. We're joined as we usually are by David down in the corner, the host of. Well, I guess Debbie's the co-host for that too. Uh, sure. <laughs> no idea. I just show up every week. The Thursday there every week. Why the not? Can't, the Cantina Happy Hour Thursday nights where they talk about Star Wars stuff. Uh, so glad to have David here with us. And we have a special guest today from the Geek Gauntlet podcast. That's Shah. Welcome to the show, Shah. Thank you. Thank you. How y'all doing today? Fantastic. They're tired from seeing that movie. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so maybe it's not the movie. Maybe it's something. Maybe I, I call it mono. That makes you tired, right? <laughs> it's just it's you're getting old. You get older. You're just gonna get more tired until you die. Mm -hmm. What's up, crew? Geek on the mm -hmm. podcast in the chat. There's William. Mm -hmm. Well, what's up is that we are talking about Ant Man. That's the main focus of the night. So if you've seen it, we want to hear your thoughts as well. Tell us what you think of Ant-Man Quantumania. Tell us in the comments. We'll look at that. We'll talk about it. We'll hear from everyone here. Uh, I'm excited to talk about it. I don't want to spoil anything else. So for now, let's... Uh, yeah, there will be spoilers, okay? So this is going to be a spoiler discussion. So if you don't want spoilers, then you're going to have to wait. Uh, cause we're talking about everything and I got, there's already some memes out and it's absolutely hilarious, but yeah, Ant-Man, we're talking about it. Let's do the theme song and then we can get into this theme song guy. Oh yeah! So who the hell are you? I'm Ant-Man. Ant-Man. What? You haven't heard of me? No, you wouldn't have heard of me. That was a lot scarier for a second. We had a dream, we'd go traveling together. Spread a little love and then we'd keep moving on. Well. Ant-Man, Ant-Man, Quantumania. Again, spoiler warning. This is your last spoiler warning. I'm going to actually make a little banner to proclaim that we're talking spoilers. Uh, so, overall opinions, scale of 1 to 10, what did you think of the movie, Debbie? I enjoyed it. I would probably give it a, maybe a 7 I did have some issues with it, but other than that. 7.5? Mm -hmm. All right. David, 1 out of 10. Um, I'll say it's it's the best thing that they've put out since Endgame, I think. And that includes like all of Phase 4, in my opinion. This is just what I think. Um, but again, I think I'm going to go with Debbie, and I think I'm going to be a 7.5 on this one. It was good, but it wasn't like... Oh my gosh, this is the best thing Marvel's ever done, ever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, Sha, one out, of, one out of 10. Um, I gotta agree with 7.5. I mean, I would have said 8, but I would have also said maybe going down to 7.5. So I agree. I mean, it's, it's enjoyable. It's really good. I mean, it's not bad at all. A couple of issues here and there, but it's good. All right, so I guess it's my turn. Um... <laughs> 
I would say seven. I was thinking six and a half, seven. Yeah, like it's good. It's like a lot of the things, like David, you said, a lot of the things in phase four, I would have rated like lower than that. So this is better than a lot of things we've had recently. I'll definitely say that. And uh, there was definitely a lot of humor to it. Some of but it, which, but it wasn't over the top like Thor yeah. was. Though. Yeah, and, and it wasn't also, forced. And it's also Paul Rudd, which is already like the Ant Man movies have been like the comedies. Like yes, they're all superhero action movies, but like these are the ones that are even more comedic than the regular amount of like Marvel humor. And that, so that's the character that's already established. Like they joke about him being Ant Man, and the jokes pretty much come naturally. Like there were some things where I wasn't sure about. Uh, but we'll get, I'll mention, I'll bring those up when we get to that part of the story. So let's, uh, let's go through the movie. Let's break it down. Talk about it. It starts out with him just walking down the street and talking to the audience. Well, it doesn't it starts with start the, that way. Yeah. It's, that's, it's Michelle Pfeiffer in the yeah. quantum zone. It starts in the quantum zone and she's like something falls as she first meets Kang and it's just a glimpse it's almost nothing that's why I forgot it for a second I was like yeah it just starts up <laughs> oh wait yeah yeah there's a there's a tiny little hint that there's something there uh, but yeah then we go and we see Scott Lang walking down the street having a great day he's written a book he's just chilling and it's humorous I think what made it so funny is is if you remember back to uh, Endgame when they're and they're having the breakfast or whatever with the Hulk and the kids come up and take oh you want to take a picture with me I'm Ant Man and the kids are like we don't even know who you are and now everybody knows who Ant Man is so it, it, it just adds to it it's like okay he's reached that level now so he's excited about it. We got some people in the chat I'm gonna bring up first. We got Firsty always. How's it going, Nigel? Good evening to you. I happen to know that his name is Nigel. So that's okay. Wow, you're yeah, really yeah. Was a, I know. Um, okay, what's we got? Elaine. My critic of the movie: too much Michelle Pfeiffer, not enough Ant Man and the Wasp. I I have a comment about that. I don't. I think it was Let's talk about that. Sean, what do you think? I mean. We got some some emphasis on on Janet, and I think it was enough. Like we had this whole family dynamic with the whole group. We had more with Hank, more with um Janet, and I I don't think that they overtook anything. I think it was enough. It was like an ensemble type of thing. Yeah, so it was a grouping together. Well, then they should have called it like the Ant Man team, or is there a name for them? I guess like what the Hive. Oh, no, well, well, like, well, well, well. Look look at it this way. The colony. Hank. <laughs> Hank Hank was Ant Man at one point. They they were both the respective characters at one. So I mean, you had two generations of Ant Man and the Wasp. So mm-hmm. that was my that was going to be my point. Janet yeah. was originally the Wasp. Uh-huh. Totally works. Yep, that's true. Uh, so too much Michelle Pfeiffer, not enough Ant Man and the Wasp. So technically, she was the Wasp, and Hank is the original Ant Man. I mean, he did show up with the ants. So that was kind of important. Um. So yeah, technically that was Ant Man and the Wasp. That's a <laughs> from a certain point of view. From a certain um, point of view. Yeah. Either way you look at it, you got a bunch of. Um. Evening. Greetings from Michigan. Greetings to Michigan. Derpy Entertainment. Damn you, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there was a lot of comedy in this film. It was like mostly comedic, peppered in with like serious moments. When Kang was doing some stuff is when things really dipped to the super dramatic, like, oh crap, okay, things He was villainous. Let's talk about Kang. Um, well it wasn't just him. I mean it, it it got real serious anytime they were talking about it. 
and you had this whole uh, Voldemort thing going on. Like, yeah, there was a while where they were just like, him, 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 mm-hmm. him. And there was like, you never originally said who it was. <laughs> <laughs> who is him? Hollywood sounds weird too when you think about it. Hi folks. What's going on, Eddie? We're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Spoilers abound. And uh yeah, speaking of Kang though, he I read other reviews where they're like he kind of stole the show. And he kind of did. I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah. he commanded the screen when he was on. Again, spoiler alert, spoilers coming. We're just talking about everything. So uh, let's talk about the end credit scene as well. The arena. Okay, spoilers. I've said that many times, just letting you know. There's an arena of Kangs, and they're like, yeah, they took down Kang the Conqueror. Took down, and that's left up in the air. So, like, for the purposes of this movie, he's gone, but he's not, like, dead. <laughs> okay. So we'll talk about that in a second. But so one of the end credit scenes is an arena full of different variants of Kang. And I was just like, oh man, they just introduced like Jonathan Majors and gave him this great like chance to display his acting abilities in this role. And now they're like, oh yeah, and we've got like a million other <laughs> and actually Kang roles for him to fill. You know, it, it's funny, and I didn't even know this, but Luke said it to me because when that kicked on, and he perked up when the the Pharaoh one was on there, and he was like, "Oh, that's related to Moon Knight." He said, "That's from Moon Knight," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, all right. Well, we just had Moon Knight the series, and possibly we're shooting season two. Can we tie it into that?" The thing is, though, with that, it's it's like what? So it's from a different reality, though. Oh, because there's. That's what another. That's something actually. Someone said that they didn't like about it. It's like there's no stakes anymore. Anytime a hero dies, you just throw in a new one from a different reality. Like, uh, we all not know what's leading up to. Well, that's a super spoiler, but go ahead and say it. I mean, they mentioned the word incursions a lot. Mm-hmm. We're leading up to secret wars, meaning everything is going to be gone. Everything. Timeline. Like, Prison of Earth's only was much bigger. Shut it all down. Shut it um, all down. Take a break. Reboot. Somebody look that up. Um, 2016, I think. Though well, that might be different now since they're uh, extended. They push, they push some stuff back. I know the Marvels got pushed back. Yeah, yeah. I think only. Well, let's see. We got Loki, Season 2, Season May 1st, 2026. And then uh, Marvel's in November, so we'll, we'll only get three shows this year. Yeah. Well, everything else back. I think they should slow down a bit. Well, and and somebody I saw a meme or somebody had commented about this to where it's like, oh, it looks like Marvel's finally kicking back to going to quality over quantity. Whereas with Phase Four, it seemed like. I mean, it was a new show every other week. You know, oh, we got this show, and then once it's done, we've got a week off, and then we got this show, and then there's a movie coming out, and then there's another one, and a special, and a holiday special, and all this other stuff. So they, I, I look at it like that, to where okay, we're gonna we're gonna make some quality movies now versus just as much as we can cram in there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's kind of how they built the MCU in the first place, although. Yeah, they did start coming out with more stuff there at the end. But with like combining the movies and the TV shows, it's a lot. Although the second after the credit scene was about Loki. So <laughs> Loki season two. Look forward to it. They're hunt they're on the hunt for Kang. Although I don't know how that's gonna work because that I thought Owen William Owen Wilson was brilliant in that uh just in the the two lines that he had. Wow, that's him. <laughs> he doesn't look scary. Oh, wow. The way you talked about him. <laughs> I'm just glad he's still alive after that season <laughs> one. You know where that you thought he died, and then it's like he's alive. Thank goodness. 
Although at the end, let's speaking of Loki, at the end of season one, we see him looking up at a statue of Kang. Three. So, huh? Three statues. Okay, whatever. Statues yeah. of Kang. My point is, I, um, I assume they're the same one, but if Owen Wilson's working there, how does he not already know who Kang is? Well, we'll see what the story is. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, I guess back to Ant Man. Uh, <laughs> let's see. They end up getting sucked into the quantum realm uh, just because Janet never told him not to mess with the quantum realm. She acts like she told him, but I was like, the you were harvesting energy from there. That's how Ant-Man got trapped there. You were sending him there. She's like, I told you never to go there. I was like, you took them there. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Uh, so they just make it a thing that's like, okay. That was the one thing I got really frustrated with was that they kept asking her even after they got stuck down there they kept asking her and she kept, just kept saying i'll tell you later or what and i'm just tell them so they know what to expect for christ's sakes jeez yeah that that part kind of frustrated me and if he's that dangerous why wouldn't you warn him yeah why wouldn't you why let wouldn't you be taking all the precautions well i guess she does start freaking out when she finds out they've been doing that but it's all kind of like, just go along with it, all right? That all happened, and now they got sucked in, and they got separated. What did of you think of the special effects? With the exception of one thing, it was all pretty good. I think we all know <laughs> what that one thing was. <laughs> MODOK? Yep. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with MODOK. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. It, it looked was like he had a space in a jar. Yeah, it just needed to be polished more. I have a good like couple months of um of more CG. It didn't almost even look like him in some of the shots, and I was like, yeah, "Well, I guess his so... he is." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." If they just made because he's a he, I think he did great in the first Ant Man, and like when he would like lose his crap because he started losing. He had a very short fuse in that movie, and he just started screaming. I think that would have made that Modoc a little bit better because, like, I didn't hear much out of my theater, but I definitely heard people laughing mm -hmm. at Modoc and not because he said something funny. <laughs> it was just because, Whoa. like, look at that thing. <laughs> look at that silly thing. Yes. We got to see his little butt, his little legs, little butt. Yeah, that was another part where I was like, oh, good thing. <laughs> couldn't, have, couldn't have kept that in silhouette. <laughs> Fine, whatever. If you're gonna, well, you have to do it to Thor. Now you have to do it to Modok. Just every character is just gonna be. <laughs> Modok, yeah, did not look. Didn't look great. I mean, with the shield down, I was like, that looks cool. Yeah. Uh, it was every time I put it up there, and that was, I think, that was part of it. I mean, that was part of the joke. Like the first time Scott sees. <laughs> That it's him. He's like, "Oh my God, Darren! Darren, <laughs> what happened to you? I'm not Darren. I'm Modok." It's like actually, that'd be Modok. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I get that. it. It's an ana anagram. I got, an I got anagram. it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> no, the best was when he shrunk down to go shrink his uh, thing up, and he was like, "Okay, Darren, I'm in. Darren, can you hear me? Darren." Okay, fine. Modoc, I'm in. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> oh, yeah. What's up? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, okay. <laughs> like I said, this is a mostly like a comedy peppered in with action and like superhero stuff. So, Bill Murray's in it. I was going to say, what did you think of the other creatures and people that we met? I have holes in yeah the <laughs> quantum realm. I liked him. I'll, I for one thing, I I kept thinking of Korg, and not because it's like 
because they kept saying revolution. We're trying to lead a revolution against him. We're we're trying to revolt against him and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, oh, you sound like Cork. Okay. And you've got a big burly guy who's the, you know, the can't guy with the cannon for a head. And, you know, you've got the strong female leader. And okay, I, it's you're you're replaying this same trope. Okay, I get it. But I don't know. I thought the gooey guy was funny. And when they kept say when they were chanting at him and he drinks it and it drink turns into goo. drink the goo. I was like, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely fun. You drink the guy. Hey, you just drank my goo. Do you have any goo? How many holes do you have? Stop asking people about their holes. <laughs> and he stopped and think about it. I've got seven. <laughs> got seven. It's like, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. The, the telepath guy. I loved him. Mm -hmm. I thought it was great. Yeah. He was in the show A Good Place, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was cheaty. Yep. Yeah, he plays a telepath in this, and he's very funny. Stop thinking that. Stop thinking that. I'm telling you to stop thinking that. I, I'm trying to stop. I'm, I'm really trying. But your glowing forehead is so cool. <laughs> but it, it wasn't. You don't actually think that. I know. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said I did. <laughs> He was he was funny, but he was so it was because he was so straight faced and so serious about it. Yeah, because he's like, I hate being a telepath. I hate it because everybody is gross. Okay, <laughs> when he said that, I was cracking up. I was like, Yeah, uh, you can't help but overhear what people are thinking at any given time. It's just like, Oh my god, because you can't tell him to shut up, right? <laughs> but that's exactly what he tries to do. So stop thinking that. Oh my gosh, because people, you know. Are gonna think whatever they think. People are gross. Uh the the unwilling telepath. That's such a good bit. Yeah. So that guy was funny. I the I loved when they shot up the one guy at the end. The guy who was asking about holes. <laughs> the guy who was like, "You drink my jelly or whatever." Uh, and then he's just like, oh, "I have a hole now," and he eats <laughs> the soldiers. And the telepath's like, "I didn't know he could do that." Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's just so much comedy happening throughout most of this. And that's it, why I, I say Kang really brings it like to a halt because even when Modoc comes around, he was he was like daring and he's still like joking with him and messing with him and stuff. But when Kang comes in, he like shuts that down and starts torturing him and his daughter and it's just like, "What? Do you think I won't kill her? Do I look like a liar to you?" And it's like, "Okay, the jokes have stopped. The yeah. the the fun and nonsense has taken a, a back seat to this guy who's about to seriously murder your daughter, which is what I totally called it. We were talking about this last week because uh, someone was like, "Well, he said we could give you more time," and I was like, "No, he's definitely going to threaten his daughter because we know Scott will do anything for his daughter." And so yeah, he does. He goes on the, another heist. <laughs> I need you to steal something. Are you really telling me you couldn't? <clears throat> Does he not have the shrinking technology? He has every technology but the PIM particle, I guess. That's his thing. He's like, I have technology beyond anything you've ever See, heard even, about. Even Do you have Janet, this? No. Even Janet said he's got uh, he's got technology that's centuries above what Earth has. Centuries beyond Earth. Yeah. And I was like, but apparently he lacks the ability to shrink. He can go anywhere in the... You, but that is what trapped him in the quantum realm, so... I guess he never discovered the pin particle somehow. And that's why he's, yeah, that's what's the plot, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Kang is locked, trapped in the quantum realm and, Oh, he doesn't know how to get out. How do you get out? Oh, using the people that have gotten out before. And that's also why at the very end, when, it looks like Ant-Man and the Wasp might be trapped there. It's like, well, they're not going to be because they still have that van where you can hop into the quantum realm from the back seat of it. So, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, they all step through it with, and through the little portal. And then you saw the machine go psh, and it fried and everything. And I was just like, Oh, all I got to do is fix the machine. And she, she built the machine. So she probably knows how to fix it. So they're going to be there for 10 minutes. Yeah, and it's like, why does that satellite have the ability to open a gate to the quantum realm? Because you don't understand the science, okay? It's quant it's small, all right? You don't get it. 
There's worlds within worlds down here. If we could just be socialists like these ants, we could do anything. <laughs> dude, when Hank Pym was talking like that, I was like, oh my god. They're ants, dude. You have mind control over the ants. Now, these happen to be super smart ants because they went through like a time warp or something, which was super convenient for them, by the way. Yeah, they lived a thousand years in their own little... They advanced their technology. This, these super ants advanced technologically a thousand years while we were experiencing time normally. How convenient for the story. Continue, please. <laughs> oh, man, that was ridiculous. But, I, you know, you're just sitting there you're like, all right, cool, whatever. It's a comic book movie. They're in the quantum. What do you know? I don't know. Sure. That's what happens down there. Why not? We're That's, just lucky that they that the rest of them didn't get trapped for even though Scott even says that he's like we could be for ten minutes or ten years, and then his daughter was being oof, she was not happy. What did you guys think of Cassie? I liked her. Wasn't bad. She she grew on me as the movie went on. I'll I think she that. also grew a little bit as the movie went on. And that's well, probably literally she, ah, yes, but also intellectually and you know, psychologically. I thought uh, the relationship between her and, and Scott was interesting because it was so strained. And because I mean, she was upset that he wasn't using his Avenger status to help the people who had gotten displaced because of the blip. And I'm like, well, what are the other Avengers doing? <laughs> I mean, he's not the only one. <laughs> he's the only one who can shrink. <laughs> yeah. He's, he didn't put out a call. There was no call to the Avengers. And he's like, I took care of it. Even at the end of the movie. Yeah. He like, he. Shouldn't you call somebody? Isn't there somebody you should warn? Hey, just as a heads up, uh, damage control or whatever, right? Even, even that terrible organization, <laughs> give them a call and be like, just as a warning. They probably make it worse. Here, mm. just put this in the file. I went to the quantum realm and met a guy who travels the multiverse, and he said something terrible is coming. So just be on the lookout for something terrible. We're always on the lookout. For something terrible. Well, the extra lookout for Kangs. I have a question because I noticed a, a name in the credits. Did anybody notice Wu? Yeah, he was, he was at the uh, he was at the first in the montage at the first when he was walking around getting coffee and everything. He was there. He okay. was getting lunch or whatever with Wu. He's like yeah. two people paid for their lunch. It was in the montage. I don't know how I missed that, but I seen him his name in the credits and i was like i don't remember him being in this yeah, he had a just... he had a he had a goatee so he was he wasn't clean shaven like he's been yeah. in past iterations okay yeah and it was just in that little montage it was like oh debbie's got to go back and watch it again now so she can you miss it. <laughs> i'll wait till it comes out on disney plus <laughs> <laughs> let's see okay I thought the living type spaceships were cool. Like, so speaking of the graphics, I think they did do a really good job with most of the graphics other than, you know, MODOK, but pretty much everything else was looking pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. And pretty much everything in that movie was CGI. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Once I was they went to the quantum realm, it's like everything now is CGI. That's yeah, somebody, there was some somebody, or maybe it was several people that were complaining about so much CGI, and I'm like, "How else did you think? They what did you think they were going to? Do you, do you think they were going to go to the quantum realm to film there? <laughs> I mean, they probably could have saved some money if they had done that. But hey, yeah, I I didn't understand the thinking there. I was like, that's why it's called quantum mania. People, <laughs> they're mm -hmm. in the quantum realm. It's part of the draw. If you're not a fan of that. This movie probably wasn't for you. <laughs> Who bought those tickets for you? You buy them yourself? There were other choices. <laughs> didn't have to go to that. I didn't like all the CGI. Why did you go to that film? <laughs> uh, 
but yeah for the most part they did a good job the modok though yeah that was a little bit rough but then when they did i mean like the ants all the different living vehicles which were also pretty cool uh or at least some of them were alive some were like half alive i don't it was different. weird it was, it was neat it was different and it's supposed to be like although when he was when he said this is the quantum realm it's a place outside of time and space and i'm like and yet we're here occupying space and going through moments of time. So it's not totally outside of it, right? Like, if they, he said the same thing that the, uh, oh gosh, who was it? Jeff Goldblum. The, the, uh, not the Grandmaster. What was his name? In, in Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Jeff Goldblum He's, in Ragnarok. Yeah. He said, we, we kind of live in a, this place is kind of outside of time and space. Well, this is, it works differently. There. It works differently here. Yeah. 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 The quantum realm is supposed to be like outside of it in a way. It's the world beneath ours, which I do like that concept. It's just a basic mythological underworld or secret world or upside down. All, all Take I your kept, pick. All I kept thinking was uh, the uh, the Futurama episodes where they go into the uh, the sewers and they've got the mutants and <laughs> the world above. <laughs> Yeah, because all the crazy mutants still keep saying that. Well, you come from the world above. He came from the world above. <laughs> oh, man. I like how the, also it was like, so wait, Bill Murray's there, and there are other people that look like humans there. And then they ask him, are you a human? And he's like, yeah. I was like, wait, are you or are you not a human? How did these humans get down here? And then they also bring it up another time. It's like this this blows away everything we thought about uh you know human evolution, this this that chemistry, biology. Holy shit. <laughs> that guy looks like a broccoli. <laughs> it looks like a broccoli. <laughs> and I think in that moment of the film, they're kind of telling the audience, like, don't overthink it, okay? It's yeah. a crazy realm of nonsense, and anything can happen here. Well, was, all those different the rabbit hole. all those different literally went to yeah people and species they were all victims of Kang taking or conquering their world so they were just were refugees. They? I thought they were just people of the quantum realm because Kang got banished there and then he took over what was already there and then he conquered conquered there. Yeah, and that was that was after he had already conquered different all the multiverses. He got exiled there by the other Kangs. Hence, those Kangs gathering in the arena of Kangs. <laughs> so many Kangs. Um. Yeah, it's just so funny to me that he, <laughs> the one thing I needed to get out of the quantum realm, was Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have done it without Ant-Man. And technically still hasn't, but... Yeah, what did you think of when he goes into the... Speaking of cool special effects, when he goes into the multiversal engine core. Shaw, what did you think of that? I liked it. I mean, it had one of my favorite moments where he's being kind of buried by all of himself, but then he hears Cassie, and because of that, they all start working together in unison. It's a really heartfelt moment, in my opinion. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he. So the moment Shaw's talking about right there is uh, Ant Man's trying to get into this engine core, and doing that causes infinite probable selves to explode out of it. So there's millions or like hundreds of Ant Men all scrambling around trying to each in their own way to achieve this goal, and then they finally start working together after they hear the sound of his daughter's voice mm -hmm. and that allows them to like work together and kind of achieve their goal and the special effects that are happening during that part are just like crazy there are ant ant men everywhere there's one of them <laughs> <laughs> the Duncan, uh not Bas Baskin Baskin Robin. robbins mm -hmm. Dude, when he first showed up because they're all wearing the ant man uniform then the basket robbins ant man shows up and you hear in the background one of the other ant men goes, Did you bring ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
oh man that was great yeah <clears throat> and so even in that really serious kind of moment they managed to infuse some humor into that in a in a pretty original and pretty fun way i think mm-hmm. but yeah that moment was great show when all the so all of him come together and then the wasp is also come down mm-hmm. janet van dyne and then the same kind of deal kind of starts happening to her and then as soon as they get together all the other probabilities vanish because it's like their love is stronger than math or something. Well, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> um, it's, it, it, it honestly, I, when I saw that I, and they said, Oh, probability loop. The only thing I could think was in uh, infinity war when strange was looking ahead into the future. And he goes, I just went and saw, and he said, there's 13 million and one different possibilities that could end or 13 million and one different avenues that we can take. How many did we win one? Well, this was the same thing. It's like, okay, this Ant-Man is going to do this but fail, but these other 15 million are going to be doing this, doing something else to try and fix the, the issue. I think it's just cool how they can work together to make a mountain of Ant-Man. And because, the, uh, yeah, the other, the other thing is like the Kang and MODOK are like, they're not real. And they keep saying that it's like they're not real, but he then you keep bumping into them. It's like they feel real, <laughs> like they're <laughs> physically able to do things. Like I know that they're just probabilities, but it's actually this is a multiversal engine core. Probabilities can become things. Like that was yeah, that was awesome. And then they get it, and then Kang easily defeats them. He swats them like uh, little bugs. Actually, they jump up to punch him, and and he just is like, Whoop, "Flick, bye." <laughs> and I was like, "Uh oh, <laughs> oh crap! That doesn't bode well for you. You just got the item that he was desiring, gave it to him, and then got very easily defeated." Uh, the whole thing about Ant Man is you're not actually supposed to be able to squash him like a bug, and in that moment, they were just like. You're an annoyance. So I was wondering then how they were going to beat Kang. I I did not see the ants coming. <laughs> really? I don't think Kang, Kang did either. In the Ant Man movie. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I guess I guess maybe I kind of did because every once in a while you'd see Hank and he's listening in on yeah. his little. They gave thing. you little clues, and I was mm-hmm. like, the ants, because the other thing. And I'm like, I try to be eagle-eyed when I'm watching these things. I was also trying to keep track of the hero's journey throughout. Um, but when they're first falling in, it, he slides on the the, ant, farm. the ant, ant farm, farm that has fallen in, and they are bigger than him when he's falling. And I'm just like, the ants are there. And then the other reason that that was because when Bill Murray's talking, uh, he he asks Hank, he's like do we have ants here? Cause he's asking, but do we have ants here in the quantum realm and Bill Murray or, and uh, Hank's like, no, I don't think you do. And I was just like, Oh, there we go. Secret weapon. You've got ants. You've you're the ant man. And he's the ant man that really likes using ants. He's all about these ants. I think he likes the ants a little too much, but uh, well, I, he learned hey. how to telepathically communicate with them. So well, just, I mean the Bill Murray scene, look at his love life. Obviously he, cheated on janet and janet well they both said they had they had needs had needs yeah we know what that means that's what the teenagers call it these days we have needs sex sexy needs (laughs) 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 the needs of the nighttime lovers in between the sheets yeah i had those kind of needs down here in the quantum realm so what did you do with Kang when you were rebuilding that ship of his? How long did that take? <laughs> well, there's only one seat in my ship, so let's take a nap here together. <laughs> We've got plenty of time to fix this ship. Trust me. Time? <laughs> Baby, let me tell you about time. Got all the time you need. Uh, and so speaking of the time machine that he uses... I thought that was pretty cool. I thought his ship was pretty cool. Like his, his Kang's whole deal. I was like, okay, that's pretty. But he was defeated in this, so he's. I guess he's going to come back even stronger than we've saw him here. But in this, he's got these 
like laser beams that disintegrate people. Uh, he's like super strong when he's in his suit. He's got. I like the fact that when he's in his suit, he still looks like. Uh, um, I mean, he doesn't look like the comic book Kang until like his helmet goes on. Yeah, the the visor kind of closes. The, the visor there. closes, and then it's like, oh, okay, now I see it. Now I get it. And even the scars on his on his face. I believe in one scene, even they were like glowing. So it was like, yeah. okay, he looks a lot more comic book accurate. Oh, yeah. Like when he starts going like full power on the people that like before the ants show up at the end, but when the revolutionaries are still retreating or whatever, and he goes out and starts like blowing people up, you can see all that stuff happening. It's like, oh, man, he showed up now. Yeah. Then the ants come in. And that's the other thing I was thinking when the ants show up. And there's a huge, this is like this huge climactic battle that's happening. And they start to overwhelm him. And then Modoc shows up and uh, help, takes down Kang's shield in just a ridiculous manner, which is like, here's, yeah, okay. I am um, not a dick. Yeah, I'm not a dick. Like, <laughs> you kind of look, okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> then. Kang gets overwhelmed by the ants and they like take him down and kind of like drag him away. And I'm like, let's, what are we doing? Why don't we stop and murder him right now? Right? Isn't that, have we philosophically decided that it's morally just to kill this guy before he takes down more entire timelines? If people are willing to kill Hitler as a baby or whatever, this guy, it's How like do we find baby argument. Yeah. And, ring his neck <laughs> like that is exactly what they should do but they let him go that he gets away and i'm like okay so we haven't seen the last of him in this film well it's it's the uh it, it's the it's the comic book trope if you kill your bad guys you don't have any more bad guys to fight in the next in the next series of comic books so you can't ever kill them you've got to leave them alive or they have to survive somehow even if they're cloned and brought back Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. And then actually when him and Ant-Man are fist fighting. Oh man. Like Ant-Man, he knows what he's doing. Don't get me wrong, but Jonathan Majors uh Kang was just like he's like faster with his punches, <laughs> hit harder. It was just like well he's 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 uh Jonathan Majors is the antagonist in the new Creed movie that's coming mm -hmm. out too. Mm -hmm. So I'm anxious to see that one. Um well they definitely boxing. put put those uh fists on display in that in that final battle, especially. Mm -hmm. Which which I thought was great. Um because not just because he whooped Ant-Man and then <laughs> Uh, but also because it shows he's not just completely reliant on like his suit or whatever. It's like even without his suit, he's just like takes this dude down. Yeah. Uh, there's strength there. It's not just straight. He's physically strong, and also apparently, well, it was super like um, it, it, they did the same thing with Thanos in Endgame, to where he was fighting. Thor and Iron Man and Captain America all by himself without the without the without the gauntlet. He didn't have any of the Infinity Stones. He didn't have any of the the special powers that he had in uh, Infinity War. So, uh, why don't we just find Baby Thanos? You know, and first of all, that's horrible. It's Thanos. No, it's not. First of all, that's horrible. I remember when people thought Ant-Man was going to deal with Thanos. <laughs> Shrink down inside and then expand. Oh, so this is a meme that I saw right before we started the stream. And I was like, no, I should have put it on earlier when we were talking about MODOK. Um, so on the left is Spy Kids. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. And on the right, look at their costumes, too. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did Robert Rodriguez direct this Ant Man movie? <laughs> <laughs> I looked at that. I was like, oh no. <laughs> because I remember, like, that whole Spy Kids movie was all in, like, really badly done, but, like, CGI. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, Debbie, do you have anything that you want to talk about that I didn't cover yet? Or does anyone have anything that I didn't cover that you want to talk about? Um, Ant-Man is concerned. See, that's a maybe. Well, just as far as uh, the second end credit scene. Okay, yeah. Do you guys know who Victor Timely is? Victor Timely. So is that the guy who was on the stage? That's the the Kang variant. Kang yeah. variant. Yeah, like he he's like old timey Kang. Yeah, um, he's an industrialist. He's a mayor. He's an inventor. He founded. He founded. <clears throat> excuse me, Timely, Wisconsin. Um, in the comics, he's actually Kang Prime, who. Hmm. Yeah, you know, he's oh. pretty dangerous. Uh and he's from the future. He had a in the comics, he had a portal uh to his main base where he could freely be King Prime. And often he would have robots that would take his place as Mayor Timely, which brings Smart. me back to season one of Loki, because remember when Loki got dropped in and they were scanning him and they said something about robots? Yep. So, oh, wow. I don't know if that leads to that. Maybe and that's also, also, partially that and life model decoys. Yes. Which are what those would be. So, and um, also in the comics, he's a, uh, he meet or he runs across a lost Victor Doom and and he Victor rescues him but he takes over as Victor Doom so there's that possibility Fantastic Four we know Fantastic Four is coming so mm-hmm. as well do something with it yeah right might as well it's about time <laughs> well they said too haven't they said that it's not going to be an origin story it's going to be like okay they're already an established well, thing. good first of all the <laughs> yeah. last thing they need is another origin like just just throw it out there that who who are they well that's the fantastic four maybe put in a little montage if people really <laughs> need that but they're it's one of the most famous superhero teams well they never time. did give they didn't give spider-man an origin either they still oh, haven't with tom holland with the, the tom holland spider-man they still haven't given him an origin yet so well, didn't, didn't need it. Just throw him into the mix. What'd you say, Sha? The animated series that's coming out is supposed to be about his origin. The um freshman year. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah Spider Man freshman year. Yeah. I thought they canceled oh. that. Um no, nah, just I haven't heard canceled. I mean might have been pushed, but there's no particular release date yet. Oh, let me Google. Struggling with current projects. I think it, it said it fired some crew members. That was said that that's a report from November. Cancel. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't know. Anyway, Debbie, you can look at that. Yep. Um. But something else I wanted to talk about was the rings used in the time machine uh-huh. very similar to Chung chi and the ten rings i'm guessing there's going to be some sort of connection to that and or uh miss marvel yeah and her bangle what do you got what do you think of, on that show probably it's, it's, bleh, it'll probably come up in the, Mar- in the marvels probably like that's probably gonna be one of the parts of it like i heard that um that movie is going to be big for the um, future so let's see what's up yep the marvels yeah that's got that's gonna have carol danvers monica rambo monica and rambo and kamala and kamala. kamala yeah miss marvel Are that yeah. yeah i guess they really they haven't done anything with monica rambo since wandavision right yeah not yet. i don't Ooh. think so hmm. So that'll be it. Okay. 
As much as I hated the first Captain Marvel movie, I'm kind of looking forward to this one. Well, Not necessarily for Carol Danvers, but I do like Kamala and Monica. So Agreed. So two out of three ain't bad, right? And, <laughs> it'll, you know, I, I don't know anything. I don't know if any details have even been released on what the plot to that film is. So depending on that, that could definitely... To my understanding, it's supposed to have like um, the first really big incursion, and they're gonna uh, like, and they're and they're gonna end up like um, holding it off or something. That makes sense because I mean, her whole thing was fighting the scrolls. Mm-hmm. Oh, first one, I'd so. like to, I'd like to see them introduce the X Men here and bring Rogue in in the Marvel Stealer powers. Stealer yeah. powers, yeah, yep. yeah, yep. that would make me happy. Yeah, well. Casting a good rogue and having a good new X Men team that would make me happy. I don't care how they do it, but it's been so long since now I'm gonna go watch X Men. You know what you just did to me? <laughs> I gotta, I'm, I've been Hugh watching Jackman. the cartoons, so oh, oh no, yeah. I've been watching the cartoons. <laughs> you can watch them all. I watched some X Men Evolution recently because I used to watch that when I was a kid. It's yeah, when they're all in high school. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. When it went X-Men... through a lot of plot lines in that. When does X Men '97 do out? Is that this year or yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's year. this year. Yeah, nice. going to be towards the end of the year. I think I saw November. I think I'm not sure. '87. Nope. <clears throat> X Men '97. Please Fall 2023. Yep. Cool. Uh-huh. So there was conflicting reports. Um, a lot of places said that it was canceled, but then there was an article in January. Evidently, uh, the producer of that show uh, said something on Twitter about that it's they're going to continue on with it, mm-hmm. but he didn't say anything about a release date or anything. Right. Stewart said lying in bed for three days with COVID and a chest infection. Stream is taking my mind off it. Stewart, I hope you feel better. I hope you get better soon. COVID sucks. And a chest infection on top of that cannot be fun. We wish you well. And we're glad we could help. Take your mind off that by bringing it up and talking about it. All right, so I think we've covered most of everything that happened in Ant Man. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't want to like the one, the, the one, the one scene at the deal at, at the deal at the end when he uh, mm. when he was charging Kang's fortress and he was like, and he's oh, like, and it was huge. We had a deal, and he's smashing things. That was your pretty. word is your bond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of the way that this movie is like, there were all those ships shooting at him at the same time. And I'm like, he should just be dead. But I was like, nah, because they're giving him a monster movie, monster vibe. Yeah. Like a Godzilla (laughs) movie vibe. And then, and then Godzilla, all the ships come around and shoot him, but he just kind of like swats at him. And you know, uh, so like when they all, I'm just like, for a minute, I was just like, there's no way his suit would be able to... There's no way that that... And then I was just like, nah, he's just a Godzilla right now. So that's exactly what should happen. <laughs> Although, too, it was funny because the, the orange slices were, were Reference, addressed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where, where he was talking to Cassie. I know, it makes you hungry, right? Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> want lime. Lines? It's citrus, citrus. Right? <laughs> Something about the citrus. Because in Captain America Civil War, of course, the first time that he ever goes big, when he shrinks back down, he's like, does anyone have any orange slices? Uh, Also, his, you know, suit has gotten even better. In this iteration, he like has like a little disc that he just slaps to his chest and his whole suit comes out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's somewhat similar to... I mean, of course, Tony's disc is always there, but it was similar. Yeah, it was like that. That, that kind of deal. Maybe he made one for all the Avengers that needed that. <laughs> Although, 
Hope had one just like that too. So it's fancy. I guess they are all scientists as well. Well, Hope had one and Cassie had one. And... Yeah. Well, Hank Pym was also so dismissive of uh, the Starks, even in the first one. He's like, this isn't some... <laughs> This isn't some toy like the Iron Man suit. This is real. This is this is a big deal. So, do we think Kang is dead? Oh, okay. Oh, so no. no. <laughs> when you when you've got the next Avengers movie called The Kang Dynasty, you're gonna ask me if I think Kang is dead. I'm gonna say a, a hearty no. Well, the thing He's is, coming they did back. show all the other Kangs. Yeah. So it could be a different Kang. So then, Debbie, but so that question's legitimate. But the thing is, we don't see him die. It was one thing when the ants drag him away. He then you see him after that. It's like he's not dead. Of course he's not dead because I didn't see anyone take a gun and put two in his dome. So I cannot imagine that this guy is dead or yeah, use I some sort of gauntlet to snap him away. That would also magically work. But I'm saying we did not see the death happen. So he's got to because. Then he gets sucked into where does he get sucked into a multiversal engine that couldn't have any negative side effects at some point, could it? Yeah, I, I this think thing that can take the, you anywhere in space and time. I think he goes into the same place that Scott went into the prob probability storm. I I think it's uh I think it's I think Scott actually said it best at the end. He goes, "No, I killed him, right? I think I think I I think he's gone." I think he's dead. No, well, no, maybe, maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I'm just, I'm probably overthinking it. I'm not, and that's exactly the point. When he had those thoughts, is when he should have whipped out his red telephone or Avengers phone or speed dial, whatever he has to tell somebody there are things happening out there. Well, he had lunch with Wu. He could have at least told Wu and said, "Hey, guess what." By the way, we, we're in the FBI. I'm saying, like, there's got to, there's these, I mean, in the Marvel Universe, they're, it's just the, what about Stark Corp? Like, what are they doing currently? Or, like, tell Wakanda. Hey, Wakanda. So, the, the consensus on TikTok, because there was a lot of videos I couldn't watch until I seen the movie, so I went back and, and watched a lot of them. But the consensus is that since he got sucked into that core, that he's going to come back as the Beyonder. No. <laughs> no? And that no. consensus has been proved to be crap. Don't listen, <laughs> don't, don't listen to TikTok, kids. <laughs> I'm just telling you what people are saying. So. And, and I want to hear why Shaw, what you, why you, you just, nah, nah. Well, first off, that has nothing to do with King. He's in um, the these, um, Secret War story, but he has nothing to do with um with the Beyonder. Secondly, there's honestly no need to do the Beyonder. They're gonna do um the God Doom thing only with Kane. That's probably what they're gonna do. The, the, the um yeah. So they don't need the Beyonder in this. Once again, kids, uh, TikTok is dangerous. Uh, <laughs> don't trust viral trends. Don't eat Tide Pods. Uh, just because you see someone doing it in a video doesn't mean that you should do it. <laughs> just look at the videos and laugh at the fools doing it. Exactly. That's yeah. I like the uh, the Doom prospect better mm -hmm. than. I mean, I don't. I, I meant to look up who the Beyonder was or is, but I forgot to. So he's beyond er. <laughs> this is beyond. He's a little bit farther. Well, who's the bad in um, Guardians? That's coming up. Um, high, high evolutionary. High evolutionary. Okay, mm -hmm. I knew it was something. Yeah, big and important sounding. Yeah, like you got Warlock. You got the evolutionary. And who knows what else? Experimenting on Rocket Raccoon. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we've got, and that comes out in May. That's the first part of May. Yep. So we're close. Right around the corner. Uh, yeah, so Ant-Man, it's like a superhero action comedy mm -hmm. with 
a heaping dose of sci-fi thrown in as well like a, it's a sci-fi superhero action comedy i have seen a bunch of reviews saying it's trying to it, it tried to be star wars or it was trying to be star wars and there's nothing wrong with uh yeah. trying to be star wars. how <laughs> exactly oh well because they got in spaceships and did things and people say things and don't trust it king had his army like an empire I don't yeah, think seriously, faceless stormtrooper. The thing is, people confuse uh, Star Wars things with basic, basic themes. It's like, yeah. that's just... Because Star Wars is not really unique. I mean, they took a lot of things. It's uh, very formulaic, yep. At least the original and prequel trilogy. There. Yeah, yeah. And when you follow that formula, look, you get Star Wars. That's great, okay? So just keep doing that. <laughs> Nothing and, wrong uh, with it. Yeah, don't get confused. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. It's called the hero's journey anyway mm -hmm. and it's fantastic uh and if you do it right you get great movies i mean and the thing is you don't have to do it one hero's journey per movie that's why the original trilogy works so well is because luke's hero's journey i mean especially in those last two movies is completed through that it's not like one movie two movie three not that you can't do that too indiana jones did that loved that uh, but there's different, not just because people use the same formula, it doesn't mean you're always going to get the same answer. It depends on what you plug in to the formula. Anyway, not to get sidetracked by that. That's <laughs> our Ant-Man discussion. I don't think we have anything else. Does anyone have anything else they want to say about the Ant-Man? No, just that it, I thought it was enjoyable. It was fun. Um yeah, I, I mean, I for how much special effects they had to put into it, they must have spent a lot of time on that. Even if Modoc did like look off, there were so many other things. Yeah, yeah. All the all constantly. the different characters, the broccoli guy and the the, the cylinder-headed guy. guy with the yeah, yeah, prism and the way he died was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> See, the way that guy got blew up by Kang, I was like, yes, that's a villain uh scary you know not although, afraid to kill a character we've all kind of come to enjoy come to enjoy although that was why thanos was so cool when we first really saw him in action was because he just i mean infinity wars him just destroying like just straight up everyone he comes and he just beats everybody yep and that makes him that much scarier of a character they did the same thing with darth vader in the first one he kills obi-wan in the second one he fights luke and just beats him. That's why in the third one, it's like, oh my gosh, you have to beat that guy? You've never beat that guy. Yeah. So the whole Infinity Wars, you know. And so in this one, it's interesting because we see Kang get beat. Although we do see him pretty much take like an army by himself for a while. So. And it was like a quantum realm multiverse ant army too. So. <laughs> Black Island, there's, there's a lot happening. Uh, I think final, final thoughts on the film. Uh, it's an enjoyable film that compared to everything in phase four, it's I think a fresh beginning to phase five. This and will be one that I go, I will see it. I will see this one again. And it's got me when looking it hits forward, Disney plus. I'll watch it again. It's got me looking forward to the next time we see Kang. And they really did hype that up at the end with that, with the arena of Kangs. It's like, did you enjoy watching Jonathan majors in this film? Well, he'll be back as like one <laughs> all of this. <laughs> you and you. So yeah, very fun and very funny too, for the most part. Good good stuff. All right. That is it for us here on MCU Mondays. Uh to find out more, always tune into Geek News Now. Check out geeknewsnow.net also got of course the cantina happy hour on thursday night what are you talking about this week bad batch bad, bad batch. batch this week is this week is our final um solo bad batch episode because the week after next is mando has started so we're gonna be talking mando and the bad batch mandalorian and the bad batch so Daddy. i think, it, I think they overlap for about six weeks so Six, what six, a six, six weeks it will be. Oh, it's going to be fun. And I want to thank especially Shaw for joining us tonight and talking about Ant-Man. Shaw from the Geek Gauntlet. Is there anything else 
you wanted to plug while you're here, Shot or no, just just Geek Gauntlet. Please come join every Saturdays, ten o'clock. Geek Gauntlet Saturdays at ten o'clock, and as always, we'll have more MCU Mondays here at nine thirty Eastern on Mondays because that's when we do it. Anyway, thanks for joining us to talk about Ant Man, and we'll see you soon. Shit! Language. Wait a second. No one else is going to deal with the fact that Cap just said language. Just slipped out. Find the scepter. And for gosh sake, watch your language. That's not going away anytime soon. You bet your ass. Steve, he said a bad language word. Do you tell everyone about the that? The handle's imprinted. Out with the platinum bastard. Steve doesn't like that kind of talk. You know what, Romanov? Fury, 